All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Jurassic Park 101 show with your host, me, Emmanuel Styles. Today is a special episode. It's not your regular, you know, Raptors games episode, but it is a collaboration with my boy, D.D. Fuego. You want to plug your, your social media? Yes, sir. You can follow me at ddfigo 15 If you have any questions about the show, I'm also a podcaster as well. And I started this show around a year ago. So if you want to hit me up at ddfigo 15 If you want to hit my personal line, just follow me on Twitter and Instagram as well. Underscore DD the Suave Kid. That is underscore DD the Suave Kid. All right, guys. So, as I said, it's collaboration special episode. So, as I said in the last episode, I'm going to be talking about some other topics instead of only the Raptors. So, today is is that. So, our topic is fashion and sports. So, you know, fashion, like, different people have different tastes, you know. They're like, different kind of clothes. And it's just what what you feel, your personality. So, it varies. So, D.D. Fuego, you want to start us off? Yes, sir. So, when it comes to fashion, I am one of the kings of it. And here is why. A lot of the inspiration that I get from my fashion in particular is from the NFL and definitely from the NBA. Now, I could it is argued that the NBA is probably at the forefront of fashion when it comes to sports. I can concur with that statement, but on the you when you see footballers speaking of soccer players for those who are listening to this in North America, they have a particular European type style. I would say that and the NBA borrows from streetwear as well as high end fashion as along with the NFL and it depends on your taste. Some people are more traditional, such as Tom Brady, if you're talking about the NFL. And some people are more loud in their clothing. If you talk about Cam Newton, it is said it is said that Cam Newton dresses like a church mother. So if you grew up in the church <laughs> and you see his posts on IG or whatever, you can understand because some of those hats looks like he has a purse and some breath mitts in there. But... <laughs> It's all good because Cam's still one of my favorite quarterbacks and one of my favorite um players in the NFL period. But I could say boxing, boxers are all right, but they're not that great if you're talking about their fashion going in towards their game or their event, meaning that when you see them walking to the arena. So that's what we're basing it off right now. We're not talking about solely – Instagram stuff, but we're talking about what we see on TV. So for like, like soccer, as you said, so obviously there's different styles between, you know, North America like and Europe, right? So you like, for example, Paul Pogba. So yeah. you see how he like dyes his hair with, you know, streaks or sometimes he's blonde, has a blue streak, yeah. a red streak. He has like leopard skin haircut. You're not going to see that in the NBA. Why? Because, no. you know, it's different, you know. People express themselves differently. And then you have someone like Alfred Payton who has, you know, that thing on his head. I See, I I don't know what – I still don't know what that is. It's like a bird's nest. Yeah. That, I, don't, 
doesn't impair his vision. I, I, because so how how do you see? But you know, I mean, he's still in the NBA, so it still yeah. doesn't, doesn't mess with him, right? But then, for example, like soccer, and then times have changed. Where you know, back in the day, like for example, the NBA. The, Fashion wasn't uh, – it was just normal. Like, sometimes they'd wear jeans and, because you know – they weren't they allowed to – they weren't allowed to dress a certain way because it wasn't until Allen Iverson where the basketball players were allowed to dress differently before the Allen Iverson era, so the late 90s, early 2000s. A lot of the athletes were forced to wear formal wear, so just regular suits or – baggy suits but it wasn't until Allen Iverson came in and then he started tattooing up himself not to say that there wasn't people before him who had tattoos you had Dennis Rodman of course but he made it even more popular than than Dennis Rodman he did the whole cornrow stuff and then dressing in streetwear with the whole chains and the mink coats and all that stuff and he would get fined a lot so a lot of what we have to see today is all credit is due to Allen Iverson. So, like, back then, and, like, especially for haircuts and stuff, back then it was probably, like, aside from, like, Allen Iverson and Dennis Rodman, it was more, like, afro or yeah. you just have short hair or you're bald. Like, that was yeah. pretty much it. That's but, like, now it. it's more diverse people. And people, because, you know, there's Instagram. That was, like, before social media, before Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube. And now... Athletes, they have, I think they have like a, a bigger voice yeah. where they can show, you know, I'm doing this, I'm purchasing this, you should do this too on Instagram because, you know, they get sponsored and stuff and you'll see them maybe endorsing Nike or, um, or Jordan. So it's like, oh, I yeah. want that. They wear that. But before, before Instagram, unless you're watching someone on live TV, what are you, when are you going to see Allen Iverson? Unless you're going to a game, you're not yeah. going to see what he's wearing. You're not going to see anything. Right, yeah. so now, especially with like Instagram and all this s- social media, I think it's better as well. And back in the day, for like soccer, the jerseys were like really baggy, reminding yeah, me of like the things to wear. Yeah. But like now, you know, it's more tech, like more advanced, because you know you have like dry fit clothing, and you know it's just if it feels better and it's just yeah. you know better. Well, then, yeah, because technology advances that stuff as well. In, fact, and, in regard to fashion tech, yeah. Yeah. So, and then there's a soccer player. You know the Brazilian Ronaldo? Yeah. So, he had a really dumb, like, I think he's dumb. He had a haircut. And it, it it's like, pretend he was bald and he had, like... Yeah, I know oh, what you're talking about. Yeah. It's pretty stupid. <laughs> Uh, like, see, you'd never see that ever again. That, that would never happen again. You'd never see that in soccer because you, you might as well just shave it off. There's no point of it just being there. It makes no sense why someone would do that. But like, even with you know European players, they have their mohawks, right? Yeah. And then Russell Westbrook. So yeah. he he's on a whole new level of like fashion because his motto is you know why not which yeah. i mean you got to stand out somehow and yes. i respect the fact that he doesn't care what people think but at the same time sometimes what people do think 
you know, it 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 should matter but to a degree. I, yeah. So mm, yeah, because first shoes, I call them the white bother even make them because they were that that was ugly, bro. Yeah. To me, like I said, because fashion is subjective, but the second ones that he came out with this year are a lot better, aesthetically pleasing to my eye. And they have more concept sneakers, meaning by that they, when they do collaborations or a different type of colorways, there's a theme behind it. So for the yeah. sneakers, super, super soaker one that he did, he put it in a super soaker box. For the Valentine's Day chocolate one, he put it into a heart-shaped box that you would get candies in. So that one, I like a lot. His Why Not clothing brand, they're all hits. I like how that looks, but his shoe from last year, I didn't like them. Yeah, it's like Kyrie. You know, his his cereal brand shoes. Like, you know, yeah, Lucky Charms. Yeah. yeah. Fruit. I think it was I, so all I remember is the Lucky Charms one. They have, but, they have Lucky Charms and Corn Pops and I think... Frosted flavors, I'm not sure. Yeah, so and then some of the stuff that Westbrook would wear is more like you remember, did you see the construction vest? I thought that was pretty cool, but the average person couldn't pull that off. I mean, well, yeah, because if you're making millions of dollars, right, and you have all these endorsements, like all these like partnerships and collaborations, I mean, you can literally pull off anything, and then since he's famous. And then someone goes online and says, oh, he looks stupid. Like, if you're famous and you're rich, it doesn't even matter at that point, yeah. right? Well, because he buys the high-end stuff, right? So the cheaper alternative to that would literally be going to Mark's and buying a life vest because there's no – the much. average consumer can't afford that. And second, to say the least, when it comes to his style – it's only him who could pull something like that off. I remember when we were younger, around like five, seven years ago, he was worse than he is now. A lot of the stuff back then, it didn't even make any sense what he was wearing because he would be wearing red, big old red glasses with a flower shirt and orange pants. And I'm like, it doesn't match, bro. Like, what are you doing? Or it doesn't correlate properly. But in recent years, you can take some of his clothing because he doesn't wear all designer all the time. He wears stuff that people can afford as well. So if you yeah. want some inspiration, then you can go to his Instagram as well. Yeah. And, you know, like even for shoes as well, like back in the day, it's like Chuck Taylor, you know, yeah. superstars. And that was pretty much it until, you know, Michael Jordan, you know, he came and changed that up. And now it's like free. You can wear whatever you want. So, yeah. I mean, it's better now because back then you're restricted only Nike. And I think, wasn't it? It had to be like only white or something like that. So, it couldn't be different it, colors. It either. was um, in the NBA they, when he had Converse and I think Adidas and Puma. Then Nike got on this scene beforehand, but they were mostly for track that's when the whole brand started is based off of Phil Knight who is the CEO of it wanted to have better shoes for his track team but needless to say I digress going forward he got his um he got Michael Jordan which is probably the biggest star of the 90s at that time athlete 
and they the NBA used to find Michael Jordan. I think it's like twenty five thousand a game if you wore the Air Jordan ones because of the sole of the shoe has to be yeah. a certain color. So he was those are called the band shoes, the bread ones I think they are the Jordan one silhouette. So yeah, yeah, it was controversial, but at the same time, it did Nike justice because now Nike is probably the best, not probably is the best sports brand in the world right now. Yeah, well, and then. Back like now you have Floyd Mayweather Jr. and yep. he his like and he's 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 rich like straight up like I don't know anyone as rich as him right and you know his clothing and someone asked him why he doesn't wear Air Jordans and he's like oh because I see too many people wearing Air Jordans right so there's a difference between like him and Westbrook because he likes to stay as high as possible. When it comes yeah. to fashion, you know, he doesn't want people to dress like him. And then you have Westbrook, who's, like, more affordable. And then, you know, Shaq, he has yeah. his whole shoe brand. And he's like, oh, well, I don't want it to be this much because I had my mom. She was a single mom. And until, you know, his stepdad came. But before that, yeah. he wants everyone to be able to afford his shoes. And then for, like, Air Jordan... Not everyone can afford a shoe because, you know, some of them are, like, $100, $150. But for, like, Shaq, some of them are, like, 50 bucks. They're not as expensive. Yeah. So that would help a lot, especially recruit younger children into the sport just because, you know, I can afford this, can maybe not be able to afford Air Jordan. Yeah. Right? So it helps a lot for the sport. And then, and then you know, Cristiano Ronaldo – he has his whole sporting line. And then, you know, your podcast about, you know, Nike being the best. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I agree with that 100% because, you know, they have the better athletes. You know, they have, I'm not saying that he doesn't have good athletes. They do, but Nike, their athletes are just more yeah, famous. Adidas is mostly nowadays, it's not even really focusing on the athletes. They're usually just trying to focus on artists. Because, yeah, after, because those are the ones that generate the most money to part certain point because everybody either listens to music and consumes art in a certain way, shape, or form. So that why yeah. that's why they kind of focus on that. So they get either designers or people who are in the music industry who can design. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's smart just because you know you have to expand your yeah. Their arsenal of like advert marketing. So Pharrell, Pharrell Williams, he's with Adidas, right? Correct. Yeah. So exactly, exactly. So you have the art. Did you see the commercial made to create? Yeah, I saw that one. So you have mm-hmm. them all at the round table, and you have them from different, you know, sports, and then you have Pharrell Williams, and then because you're right, you know, people listen to rap all the time. And then Pharrell Williams has his own line. So, oh, I listen to Pharrell. He's with Adidas. I'll go buy Adidas, right? Exactly. So, it helps a lot. But then, and then you have Steph Curry with Under Armour. Which, which is brave. Yeah, that's a shock. But, I mean, he doubled their, their revenue. So, I mean, it's helping. But I, I don't really – I have used, nothing Under Armour. Well, because you're a soccer guy. So – under Armour, they're getting into soccer now because I think they have Alex Morgan on there, but I don't know any pro male pro athletes that are on there. But 
what they're doing now is they just do partnerships with The Rock. So The Rock has his own clothing line with them. And they okay. have Cam Newton as well as Tom Brady. Because Under Armour really and truly is known for football more than any other sport. So the great yeah, thing sure. that they did is they got Stephen Curry to bring it over to basketball. And what I notice now is a lot of the kids that I know, they start wanting to wear Under Armour because Curry is pretty much this generation's favorite player other than I'd actually say more than Kyrie to a degree. They're like neck and neck, but because kids don't want to shoot threes more than even do a layup, they're going to look over yeah. at Steph Curry. So that brings the revenue for Under Armour in the basketball sector. And then with Steph Curry, you know, revenu- revolutionizing the three-point shot. Like before, when we were younger, it was like all dunk. Like if you can yeah. dunk, yeah, you're, you're good to go, right? Everyone yeah. likes to dunk. Can you dunk? No. Okay. If you're tall, they automatically assume. But now, like, everyone's watching basketball, the younger kids, and they're, oh, Steph Curry's shooting. I want to be like Steph. So everyone yeah. is just three-point shot at this point, right? Which, I mean, obviously it's good because it's three points rather than two. But- it's good to a degree, but <laughs> these kids, man – I'll pass them the ball and they'll be in the paint and then they'll dribble out to the three to shoot yeah. it just to break. Yeah. I'm like, just do a layup or something. Get a two point. You're not going to get the three all the time. And then, like, I, obviously shooting threes is good, but I don't want it to get to the point where, you know, it's just pure three-point shooting, right? Because that's not even that fun anymore. Cause if you're just pulling up from three over and over and over again, yeah. it's like, okay, he's going to shoot. He's going to shoot. He's yeah. going to, and you just know exactly what's going to happen. But it's also important because, you know, versatility is important in sports. Yes. Right? Yeah. But it just can't be one sided either way. Cause even when it was dunking, they were still shooting. I'm not saying they, they can't shoot, yeah. but I'm just saying you don't need to shoot threes every possession you have. And then back in the day, like before, like when right when the three point shot was introduced to the game, yeah. it wasn't really, you know, it wasn't depended on as much compared to now, which you know more team more people are learning to shoot. You have like JV shooting the ball, Joel Embiid, and before centers weren't shooters at all, right? It was literally get to the paint, back your man down, post up dunk. That was literally yeah. it. And yeah, then now you know you got. And then they have mid-range. They have the three-point shot. So it's more exciting to an extent where it's just like you have the Golden State Warriors yeah. and you know, they faced Denver and one time. And I was watching it, and it was just Steph Curry shot a three. Klay Thompson hit a three. KD hit a three. And it was just over, and it's just like, wow, this is like it's, it's astonishing because back in the day, you would not see that. You have like no. two three-pointers a game, right? But you now have one designated shooter, and then you would have a person who could bring up the ball up and shoot threes as well. But now it was nothing. Yeah, compared now these, to nowadays. Yeah, now these kids all have to learn how to shoot, regardless how tall they are, which is good because it makes yeah, them better shooters. 100%. But all we're saying is that they shouldn't just be shooting threes the whole time. I know you can't rely on that because. Not everyone is, you know, built like Steph Curry, where no. you can, you know, pull up from the logo 
you know, so it's it's more it's just I don't know. I just don't want it to be strictly three point shooting because that's no fun for me. I like to I like when people dunk, you know, all that. Yeah. Right. But back uh, to the fashion. Yeah. And back to the fashion. So yeah, you know the story about you know Nike and Steph Curry and how you know that the Kevin Durant thing on the PowerPoint. Not really. Okay, so pretty much, so that, you know, you know how they like try and persuade the person to come sign with Nike. So yeah. they had the presentation for Steph Curry, and I don't know how, I don't know who, I don't know if anyone goes over the slides because clearly not because they had a picture of Kevin Durant on Steph Curry's presentation. Yeah, they didn't even bother to move Kevin Durant. I mean, and if you have Steph Curry and LeBron James with Nike, because hundred percent. I think those two are probably the best. Well, I mean, Kevin Durant's still good, but he's with Nike. KD though. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, okay, whatever. <laughs> but, but, I would say KD over Curry, but I get what you're saying. Um, because Kevin Durant's already with Nike, right? Yeah. So, if you had Steph Curry, LeBron, Kevin Durant, all with Nike. That, yeah. that that would have boosted revenue away a whole lot more just because you have all the major superstars. With it it depends company. because Nike's good at innovation. But the thing that sucks with Jordan brand is that they're not in the sense that unless if your name is Michael Jordan, you're not getting a really nice shoe. The only one who has gotten a nice shoe that sign with Jordan would be Westbrook. But everybody else who is doesn't have a nice shoe that you would buy. When it comes to Nike, yeah, it would have helped them get Curry as well. But at the same time, they already have Kyrie, right? So Kyrie and Curry are the two most famous and popular point guards in the league that I know of right now because the rest of them, not to say that they can't play, obviously they can because you are in the NBA, but Devin Booker is not going to sell more, even though he's my one of my favorite point guards. He's not going to sell more than Kyrie or Curry. Neither is Damian Lillard. Neither is uh, Kyle Lowry, definitely. So these guys are able to get revenue without Curry. Because if they got Curry, it would be great. But since they don't, it's still not a big hit because Nike's in pretty much everywhere. Everything. They're in tech. They're in – because they do collabs with Apple. They have self-lacing shoes. They do high-end yep. stuff. They collaborate with Streetwear, with Supreme that dropped today. So, I mean, yesterday. So, they just – they're everywhere. There's not a single country that you can go to that hasn't seen Nike before. All right, and then you said with, like, you know, obviously Devin Booker is not going to sell as much. But then again, it all comes down to how good your team – like, if your team is, you know, like, in Phoenix's case, like, at bottom of this conference, you know, no one's really going to, you know, care because, oh, you know Devin Booker? Yeah, he's good. But then again, he plays for Phoenix, and they're, like, in last, right? So I would disagree, though, in the sense that – uh. In this culture nowadays, you have the internet and it becomes more or less every man's for himself type thing. You're still on the team, yeah. 
But the person, if they're a stud on a team, regardless, they're going to get notoriety. They're going to get their personal fan base. So there's going to be kids that are going to flock to Booker because I know that there's a a lot. Same with uh, D'Angelo Russell, who is another point guard I like. But because... Because even you can look at Kyrie. Kyrie got his deal when Cleveland sucked when he was first signed to Nike. Now, if he, if his team sucks and we use that same logic, he technically wouldn't get a draw, but people like his style. So you have to either be, even if you're on a bad team, you have to be a larger than life player Mm -hmm. or a larger than life personality that can draw people because you can say Devin Booker is an all-star worthy point guard same with D'Angelo Russell he he's an all-star but the thing is that I heard Chuck uh say before as Charles Barkley he said there's a difference between an all-star and a superstar the ones that have the deals that everyone wants to buy their shoes are the superstars yeah, but see, I think Devin Booker, because you know like, that game he dropped seventy points. I mean, yeah. like, how often does someone drop seventy points? And then, yeah. I think if if the Phoenix Suns were a little bit better, or you know, they made a run in the playoffs, he and especially obviously if that was to happen, he'd probably be like the best player on the team. I think that would really boost the not especially boost the notoriety he gets. Just because, oh, they're winning now. You know, like, he'd be more well-known because yeah. he's, like, carrying a, carrying a team of that caliber because, you know, they're, they're kind of terrible. But, no, they're not kind of. They are. They're garbage. Um, <laughs> still, I would say even though, because if you look at Alonzo, who is injured right now, and he has a shoe that does not look good. His first shoe. Oh yeah, I was, I was ugly. <laughs> yeah, it's Lonzo Silva boy, but I wasn't feeling those ones. The second ones are not bad. When he did the whole commercial spinoff of the Jordan and Mars, Mars yeah. Blackman commercial, Spike Lee, they were look, looking good. If you look at the ball, big baller brand is well marketed. And even though when Lonzo was just in the league, his team sucked and he didn't even perform well, but his shoes were flying off the shelves. Same with his clothing brand. Why? Because he, even though he wasn't playing that well, he had some good games, he had some bad games. This season, he was a lot better. The brand behind him and the influence that he has on social media boosted his brand. So it doesn't even matter if he didn't play well. He still did good, but if you sign to a brand like, because it's his home brand, but if you sign to a brand such as Nike or Adidas, even because there's some people who are signed to them and who are not superstars, some who are just all stars, they have a consistent basis. So I would put Devin Booker in that. I would put um, Damian Lillard in that because they can play, they can ball, but they wouldn't, I would say. Damian Lillard is more of a superstar, but by the same notion, I would say this is that when it comes down 
to it. The ones that we like are the ones with the bigger name, regardless of them having skill or not, because you could yeah, argue. Yeah. yeah, your name matters. So Lonzo Ball, people heard about that, big baller brand. They're going to buy Kyrie. They see the handles. They want to play like Kyrie. Good to go. You have LeBron, obviously, one of the biggest yeah. players in the world for the last decade or so. I wanted his shoes when I was at least seven, eight years old. So you can see that it comes down to the name and the superstardom, I would say. Yeah, that's true. Because And then, you know, Chris Paul has – he's with – you know, how he released a few shoes with Jordan, right? Yeah. So – and you know how you said how, you know, if you t- go with Jordan, you're not going to get that much of a nice shoe? You're not. <laughs> yeah, Chris Paul, his shoe wasn't even that. It, I wouldn't wear it because I just thought it was ugly. But <laughs> and then the big baller brand, I remember grade, grade, I think it was grade 11 or grade 12. I was in economics class. And you know how you have that search thing in Instagram, not scrolling, scrolling. Yeah. And I saw those shoes and, you know, it's five... $495, right? Before so tax. Like, yeah, that's whack, right? And I was like, yo, come look at this, right? I saw my friend, and he comes over, he's like, what are those? I'm like, those are, you know, Lonzo's shoes. I'm like, those are those are hospital shoes? I'm like, no. And then I was telling my friend, oh, no one's going to buy them. He's like, that's wrong, because if those are $500, people are going to buy them just to say, oh, I have a $500 shoe, right? Yeah. So the marketing, and then, Everyone says Lavar has a big mouth. I thought that too, and I thought he was pure. He was, uh, he was speaking pure nonsense. But, you know, doing. now he's kind of a smart guy because the way he's marketing the the brand and stuff, and he's talking a lot less than you know before. You know, yeah, because he's too busy to talk. When he was talking, he was just setting up his son. Because when he started talking a lot more and you saw him in the public eye is right after Mello dropped 92 points and we all saw heard about the ball bros taking over Chino Hills so when yeah. he saw that he started talking saying that he could beat Jordan 101 and then everyone's okay, talking about that, Lava. huh that was pure foolishness like we know we I'll know. Be Jordan never lost like come on man how are you gonna say that that's why he said it, because if he says it, that can just spark people to talk about them. And he doesn't that's care if true. it's negative or positive. He just that's, wants that's them true. to talk, just like that's Gillette true. did with the whole uh, toxic masculinity. You think Gillette cares about that at all? Or do you want people to talk about their brands because they were trending on Twitter? Yeah, that's true. They're trending and they're still making money. Some people... Uh, stop using Gillette because they thought it was stupid. Some people backed it up even more. Some people flooded to it. I never used Gillette anyway, so it didn't bother me in that sense, but I thought the commercial was kind of weird um, and didn't really make sense because they didn't add context to it, but needless to say, um, it all comes down to whether the person or the brand is able to spark controversy. Even with Nike, they did a commercial with Kaepernick. Some people didn't like it, some people did, but we all were talking about it. And then earlier this month, they dropped another ad for National Women's Day or International Women's Day. 
and that went viral as well. So LeVar, even though you may not like him, I do. I watch the the show that they have on Facebook, I think. The reality show thing? Yeah, that show or the doc yeah, I think it's like a documentation type show. So oh. I watched that on yeah, Ball in the Family. That's what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I watched that because I respect um Lavar and what he does because at the end of the day, it's better that because people have a problem with him saying that he's just using his kids. Da, 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 da. First of all, if it wasn't for him and his wife, those kids wouldn't exist for all we know. Yeah, there'd be no Ball Brothers. For all we know, we don't know God's plan. Really and truly, but for all we know, just based off what we can observe, without him and his wife, the kids wouldn't exist. Number two, it's better off if he works with the kids than another company that's going to exploit them and dash them away. You can name a whole bunch of companies that exploited these young players who did not know any better. Mike Tyson's one of them. And they took their money and then they ran with it because they had no experience. With that said... Even if he's exploiting his kids, the money is still going to the family regardless. So it doesn't really matter. But he's not exploiting their kids. He's just keeping the money in the family and making a family empire out of space. And then, then, so when he talks like that, you know, I can beat Michael Jordan, I think that's pure foolishness, right? But you know how he talks about, like, oh, my son is better than Steph Curry, right? Obviously, you know he's not. But at the same time, you can't blame the man for hyping up his children, right? Because in America, how many black fathers hype up their children when it comes to sport? Like, I'm not saying there's no black fathers, but a lot of people don't have their dad around, obviously. Yeah. But, so, I mean, I respect him because, you know, he's built this brand from literally the ground up. Yeah. And shoes are flying off the shelves. He's selling a lot. But some of the stuff he says is just flat out, like, why would why would you say that? It's pretty much asinine, but I respect what he does. At least he's a a black father staying in the life of his children, which exactly. you and I are fortunate that we have strong black fathers, but yeah. not too many of our friends or people in the states who are in the NBA right now don't have one. LeBron didn't have one, so. It's good to see that he's present there. Sometimes uh-huh. he puts his foot in his mouth. Other times he's right because he said when Lonzo was out, the Lakers wouldn't make the playoffs. So he was right about that. <laughs> yeah. So he's not then, wrong all the time. And then, you know, like the whole Gucci, you know, the Gucci blackface controver- controversy. Yeah. So, okay, what what is your, what is your, what do you think about that? Well... When it comes to racism, it's really hard to look at it now because everyone uses it and it becomes colloquial. So due to our history, for those who don't know, blackface was something that the minstrels would use back in the 1800s, meaning that they were performers that would go from town to town to perform comedies or plays. And at that time, black people were valued as less than and inferior. Thus, they would only use white actors and they would paint their face as black as tar and make their lips look uh, red in mocking of black people. Now, here's when it comes to the gray area. If a white person or any other ethnicity, ethnicity wanted to dress up in a caricature of a black person, meaning they, they want to 
be LeBron or they want to be Kobe or whatever, due to the history, it comes becomes tricky because we don't know the full intent of the person. Maybe the person really wants to embody LeBron. Maybe the person doesn't. But with Gucci, what they did was, as well as Fendi and I think Prada, they use the same type of blackface. And a lot of people, especially from our community, were upset by it. And they called for a cancel. Now, the whole cancel culture, I don't believe with. I think that everyone should support or not support what they want by making their own rational decision, by looking at all sides of the spectrum, not just because someone told them so. Because you're, you're yeah. an individual and you need to think for yourself. It's not a whole culture where you just, because your group says this, then we have to go. You know, you should be able to think for yourself. But being that said, I would say that due to the history, I wasn't really, because I saw it and I wasn't sure what it was. But then I looked into it and I, and I don't know if they're just either mocking us or they thought it was inspirational or they're trying to bring awareness to it but I because I don't know their intent they never said anything they just did it but I never owned anything Gucci yeah, have I. or Prada anyways it's not that I can't afford it it's just that I don't really want I just don't buy it often because I at the same time like you can't be spending all that money on it uh, exactly yeah, you can buy a few pieces here and there, but depends on who you ask. Some people don't cancel it. I know Floyd Mayweather is under hot water because he said he's yeah, just gonna buy it. Yeah. So I and don't it's know. like, and it's like the whole H and M situation, you know. With man, you know. that's that was dumb. Okay, here's the thing: because some people said that it could have been racist intent, but at the end of the day, you don't even know whoever. Is the CEO of a company or the creative design team of that company? You don't know if they're racist or not, and they're not going to tell exactly. you if they are. So with the H and M thing, everyone was wilding out and saying, "Man, I look, I said, I saw it and I looked at it. I'm like, people are not going to boycott H and M because they make decent products and they sell it for an exceptional rate. And because of that picture, I think he's, they said on the shirt, coolest monkey on the jungle, and it so happened to be a black kid." Sometimes yeah. people read into things that are not there. So that's why when I'm talking about racism, that's why I say it's gray nowadays. And it racism, the word itself, becomes watered down because we don't understand the context anymore. And anything that's perceived and could be racially insensitive or racially ignorant is deemed racist, which takes actually the power of the term racism. So I look at it in that way. I obviously don't condone racism. I think it's bad, but sometimes it's not just clear-cut racism. It could just be racially insensitive. So yeah. when it comes to Gucci and all that stuff in H&M, the coolest monkey on the jungle, I don't know if it's racist or not in the sense of their intent. If their intent is to be racist, then I will obviously say they're racist and they're wrong, and I would not buy from them. But on the uh-huh. other hand, if it's just racially insensitive, then we have some wiggle room to work with. Because people said that they're going to boycott H&M. And if you're going to boycott and you never shot there before, it's not a boycott to you because it doesn't affect you in any way. Yeah, exactly. 
Just like when people I, said they were going to boycott the NFL and they don't watch a lick of football, I'm like, shut your mouth. Because it doesn't affect you. It affects me or you because we actually watch it. Yeah, I watch football. And for the H&M thing, like, with the monkey in the jungle, I can see why someone think it's racist. But for me, like, I don't think it, it was an intent. Because which company is going to intend to be racist on purpose and not expect to lose, like, a huge money. amount of money? Yeah. So, and then when you're a kid... Kids have a lot of energy. People will be like, oh, you know the monkeys on the bed story? You know? Yeah. People will say, oh, you're like a monkey. You're always up and down. Like, That's so, what I thought I mean, it was first. It meant, it doesn't mean it. People just take everything to the whole new level of that's something that I don't think was supposed to be even going that far. Yeah. And then they trashed an H&M store, which you saw that, right? I never saw it, but uh, it's news to oh, me now. They trashed the store, like they destroyed the store, and they're complaining about racism. Yet they trash the store. How does that help your your That's your? That's not gonna do anything. It doesn't help anything. you in society at all. If anything, that makes you look even worse. It makes you look worse because oh, I'm gonna go trash the like. It doesn't exactly. even make any sense. It makes us look like we're uncivil, which would then yeah. justify. The race, the actual racist persons, and see and say, oh, "Hey, look at these guys. They have no sense." Da, 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 da. So exactly, I wouldn't do that at all. The thing with H and M that was good and Starbucks, what they did is that they apologized. They made an apology about it in case someone was offended. But here's the thing with offense: it just varies to the person because I know a lot some black people who weren't offended and then some who were offended and then some people who it wasn't even targeted to and they were offended but it all boils down to optics and how you look at the situation I when I saw the the post I didn't have if you were to just show me the post itself of the black kid with the monkey in the coolest monkey in the jungle thing and you provided no prior gaslighting or any preconceived notion of racism attached to it, I wouldn't think of it as that right away. I looked at it, and then because of what people said that it was racist, and I tried to look at it that way, and I could see why someone would say it is racially insensitive. And all I'm going to say is, is that obviously you and I hate racism. It's stupid and it shouldn't be tolerated whatsoever. But there's just a fine line between that and being racially insensitive. Because you can say the same thing about a person who makes a racist joke. They might not be a racist, but yeah, it's just racially insensitive. So, like, as you said, you know, you see the thing. It doesn't mean anything because no one, like, for me... I'm lucky enough to not be like exposed to racism all the time at school, right? Compared yeah. to like my, when my dad was when my dad just came to Canada from Jamaica, people used the N-word to him all the time and you know, like he, he told us about when someone used the N-word and a teacher got mad at my dad because he didn't beat the person up, right? So, and then you have the whole situation where black people have to sit at the back of the bus, right? Mm-hmm. And now, you know, we're fortunate enough to, you know, we can sit wherever we want, right? So, for me, the time that we're living in right now, I would not, I, that would not be my first instinct to think that's racist. I'd just be like, oh, okay, cool, right? But then, you know, you have people that 
you know, oh, that's automatically racist, which, yeah. I mean, as you said, you know where they're coming, like, you can see why, but that was definitely not the, I don't think that was the intent at all. Yeah, I, so I'm just going to say I don't know the intent. So, because they never said anything. Uh, I didn't say anything, but because it's a predominantly white brand based out of Europe, then people have that notion that they could or could not be racist. Yeah, that's true. So, all right, Didi Fuego, we're about to wrap things up. So, yeah, we're about to wrap things up. So, with touching, like, a little bit more, going back to, like, the sports and stuff. So, would you say fashion has gone, like, from before, like, the Allen Iverson era or Michael Jordan, do you think fashion has progressed? Do you think it's better or not? What Like, do you think it's a lot better or no? For me personally, I think it's better. But if you ask an, an OG, they would say it's worse because they don't like how the clothing look on people. I can uh-huh. say it's good because Kappa is back in style thanks to soccer because it's a soccer yeah. brand based out of Italy, I believe in the 70s or 50, 60s. And it was a little bit popular when we were kids, but now it's back in style. Same with Umbro. And uh, I think it's another sports runner. Like, I'm forgetting a few of them, but a lot of these old school brands are coming back and south so our generation can get a taste of that. And you have so much variety. It's not the same generic suit and tie look unless you yeah. play hockey and you have to. But in the NBA and in soccer, off the, uh, off the field and in the NFL going towards the field, they have the ability to bring their unique style and unique taste, which brings inspiration to the sports fan because I don't know if you're aware there's a lot of people don't think that athletes in general or people who are sports fans really know how to dress in a sense. And to a degree, I can agree with that sentiment. But on the other hand, I can also say that with these new kids on the block, these new athletes, they're pushing the new narrative that athletes can dress up to, and so can our fans. And then, when you're talking about like styles, when you're talking about like styles that came back, for example, yeah. the whole waves thing, you know. So yeah. obviously, the waves used to be like you know everyone had waves, and it like died. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, everyone has waves again. So yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd be able to get waves because I, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't get waves. But there are people like companies are trying to bring back the fashion. Like, well, the fashion that worked, anyways. Yeah, which I mean, it's smart, as you said, so people can have a taste of you know, like stuff that they missed out on, or you know, they weren't born around that time, like. The whole Kappa thing, they're bringing that up again, yeah. right? So, I mean, obviously it's good, but you know, like the Air Jordan one, the bread ones, yeah. see, those are probably my favorite Jordans. Like that, they made because that color, I just think the shoe is an iconic shoe, you know, the first one ever, right? Yeah. And I don't see that shoe that much anymore, you know. I see yeah. more of the newer stuff. 
right? So overall, I think, you know, I have to agree, fashion has obviously, it's been more open, or like yeah. leagues have been more open with, you know, their athletes wearing what they whatever they want, as long as it's not like, you know, just not too... Uh, Provocative. Yeah, right. So I think, obviously, you know, it's a great time to be alive, as people always say, yeah. right? So, yeah, Darius, thank you for joining the podcast. Do you want to no plug your problem. podcast again? one more no time? No problem. Uh, yeah, the DD Figo Show, hosted by the prettiest podcaster of all time, the ultimate optimist, the man who is pretty and has that boyish charm. Me, Darius D, you can catch me uh, every week on Wednesdays and, of course, on Friday afternoons. So stay tuned. We have more fire for you guys coming on. We're going to have more special guests coming on and different things. If you want to understand the scope of things, I'll put it briefly like this. Simply put, all it is is just me and my opinion and my perception of how the world is on certain topics, whether it be controversial or whether it be uh, trivial, doesn't matter. I just give my spiel and you can see the growth from when I started till now to see how my mind has changed and, and how I see the world's changing as long as how I'm growing up to be the man that God wants me to be. All right, Darius. Again, many thanks for stopping by on this, on this, on this podcast. Yes, uh, in the summer, when we're both off, maybe you can do a, some more or something. But yeah, of course. Again, thank you for stopping by. And, guys, this is the Jurassic Park 101 show with your host, me, Emmanuel Styles, signing out for today. Peace. Check it out, yo.